Encounters with Grace, Looking for Love in All the Right Places. Encounters with Grace is a compilation of essays, prose, and images based on the musings of the urban herbalist Charlene Marie Muhammad. In 2021, Encounters with Grace is dedicated to 365 days of Finding Nemo, never-ending moments of openness to the art of living faithfully. Greetings. We begin the new year with a series of encounters on rearing children. 2020 was indeed a year of major challenges. The darkness of the pandemic shed light on several cracks in humanity's foundation, one being the condition of our children's education. Having dedicated decades of my work life in early childhood education, I am honored to share some insights that I have been blessed to grasp, understand, and practice in my work and domestic lives. Enjoy. 2021's encounter number one, the graceful transitions of a child's development. Rearing children is a science and every successful scientist knows his or her subject. The astrophysicist Neil deGrasse Tyson said it best, the good thing about science is that it's true whether or not you believe in it. In order to establish guiding principles in our family structure, we must first understand the developmental growth stages of our children. In the study of child development, much emphasis is placed on the developmentally appropriateness of adults' interaction with children. Developmentally appropriate practice establishes a framework of childhood development based on a child's physical, social, cognitive, or mental growth. Understanding the ages and stages of child development helps us to guide them successfully. Giving children tasks and responsibility that are beyond their ability or understanding can be frustrating to your child as well as to you. Yes, it is important to give children challenges so that they may stretch their potential, yet these should be within the child's developmental age and stage. As a new parent, I like to think that my own children's ability were beyond standard growth and development charts, especially when you consider outstanding individuals in history who excelled as children. Jesus was on his mission by the age of 14. Black Elk, the medicine man of the Lakota indigenous nations, began experiencing his visions at the age of nine. Young Albert Einstein was so brilliant, the common school curriculum bored him and he was labeled dumb. Thank heavens his parents thought better and continued to encourage him. A balance must be achieved. Scientists know their subjects intuitively. We parents must grow to know our children intuitively. So let's take a look at some stages. The newborn stage. The egg of the mother and the sperm of the father has intelligence. They are living organisms with the express purpose of initiating life. That's their mission. Within 30 minutes of conception, sperm fertilizing egg, the two become one cell that then multiplies hundreds of billions of times the cell transforms life. This takes intelligence. Think about that. One cell transforms itself hundreds of billions of times. What does that mean for our potential to transform our lives right now? Within five to 14 weeks, 
the intelligence of the cell moves towards complexity of perfection. The brain, central nervous system, and spine of a new child is developing. By eight weeks, the fetus is completely human form. Baby is present and mother, probably not even aware yet. New mothers should be encouraged to tune into what is happening inside of her as reproductive cells are living organisms and susceptible to outside influences. A fetus's outside environmental influence is his or his mother's physiology. Mother's biological, chemical, mental, and emotional states of being all influence the growing fetus. Eve, every thought that we have and think has a chemical response in our bodies. Hormones are released and either put our bodies at ease or stress it out. Meanwhile, the growing cell of life within mom-to-be is receiving all of these hormones as well as feeling its mother's body responses to the release of these hormones. The human life cell's genetic coding is influenced by all these reactions. Isn't it interesting how we can see ourselves in our children? Not only in physical appearance, but in emotional and social responses as well. What we think about the child we are carrying influences the womb too. Do we desire to have a girl or a boy? Strong desire is a form of meditation. When we desire one gender over the other, we begin to imagine that life is such. We begin to shape that new life experience before he or she is even born. The infancy stage. Infancy is a stage of rapid growth and development. During this time, the blueprint to their emotional, social, and cognitive or mental development are established. We often think of this young child's mind as a sponge. Babies are soaking it all in, the good, the bad, and the ugly. The first communication skill that a newborn has is crying. Language is sound passing through the larynx of the throat by force of the diaphragm and the lungs. The art of speech is the ability to control this vibration, like playing a wind instrument such as a clarinet or a trumpet or a saxophone. Babies eventually learn how to do this when they learn to form words, but at first the sound is Wah! Bonding, the covenant between mother and child, occurs during infancy. How well bonding is established between mother and child is displayed in the baby's temperament. Temperament is a baby's outlook on his mother's response to her own environment and thoughts. The terrific two and three-year-old stage. Two and three-year-olds are the true me generation. They are discovering their sense of self-importance and worth and are acquiring independence. Guiding this age and stage of development is like corralling wild stallion. We don't want to break a toddler's spirit. You want to temper or qualify their spirit. Two and three-year-olds' rationality, memory, attention span, and verbal skills are largely undeveloped. Knowledge and intelligence are gained through repetition. Have you noticed that the scriptures seem to repeat the same truths over and over again? On the flip side, have you noticed that social media plays the same commercial messaging over and over again? The preschool stage. By preschool age, young children have acquired some self-sufficiency. 
They continue to need the closeness of their parent, especially mom, yet they are content with independent activities as well. Preschoolers take pride in mastering grown-up tasks. They like the praise they receive from taking part in household chores. Language skills are legible, and they can provide emotional expressions with more words and less tears and screams. Preschoolers are looking for answers. Because I said so, may have worked for toddlers, but the preschoolers' inquiry mind wants to know. They are perceptive and can read adults like a book. Do not expect even the average preschooler to accept Santa Claus. With the information explosion that seeps out of every media device today, it is hard to hide today's controversies from perceptive five-year-olds. They will bring you questions, and they will know when you're telling the truth and when you are telling them otherwise. Depending on your relationship, the bond between you and your child, the preschooler will either persistently question your response or take it at face value. By face value, I mean he or she will know that you are lying, yet they will not challenge you on the lie. Not yet. That challenge may fester until your child reaches adolescence. The elementary school stage. Elementary school age children have hopes, dreams, aspirations, and little reserve. What am I gonna be when I grow up is large on their minds. With the appropriate encouragement, scientists, physicians, teachers, preachers, and right-guided individuals are on their way. There is hope for the world. You can feel it in this group. The elementary years are the time to acquire the ability to reason. Children are learning how to think before they act or react. The guidance and discipline instilled in them thus far becomes a ruler to measure how to respond to certain situations and feelings. Peer influence begins to deepen during this time as well. Boys and girls pay close attention to the next age group, adolescents, and start shaping their actions to be like them in anticipation of having more freedom to experience and exercise their individuality. Encouraging these boys and girls to gain self-acceptance and self-mastery will assist them in making choices and holding fast to their own aspirations and dreams. The Adolescent Stage. The adolescent's age group experiences the greatest physical and emotional changes second only to infancy. Transformation from the boy-girl physiology to the young adult body the adolescent child feels like a metamorphosis with the superpowers of the X-Men. Unfortunately, Western culture's exaggerated focus on physical beauty can throw an adolescent into egocentrism personified. What is hip, cool, down, dep, loud, fresh, and dope takes this child's attention. Any quality about themselves that does not fit into the neo-cultural mold will send adolescents into self-destruction, low self-esteem, and depression. It seems that nothing parents do or say will convince the adolescents of his or her beauty, especially inner beauty. External markers of social media approval are all that they see. Rooted children in spiritual faith is key. Adolescence is a precursor to the most rebellious time in a child's life, the teenage years, no matter how much faith and guidance they have. Navigating preteens successfully through the teenage years greatly depends on the grasp, 
That's the parent-child bonding relationship parents have during the adolescent time. The young, gifted, and rebellious teenage stage. Teenagers are young adults, or so they think. Physically, teens are children housed in adult bodies. They cannot wait to get out on their own, be their own man or woman, and do all the adult things that look like fun. And in fact, they do, behind our backs mostly. Cigarettes, blunts, alcohol, sex, all those attractive vices that they view so easily now through their social media devices. And we adults make it look like so much fun. I can't wait to grow up and do that, the teenage mind muses. So why wait? It's all free on the outside the home anyway. Teens not rooted in a spiritual base are in trouble. Many young people have nothing to hold on to as they try to gain mastery over their physical, emotional, and intellectual changes. Many teens are clueless on what is happening within their bodies and how these physiological changes influence their emotion and mental states. Teens want to be in charge of themselves, but they do not really know how, so they fake it. Think of the teenage years as the bottleneck in the developmental process. To navigate a bottleneck in traffic, one needs patience, ability to pump the brakes, and slow, steady motion forward. Every age and stage of a childhood development needs a spiritual foundation. Spirituality provides inner comfort and control. It provides patience, perseverance, and steadfastness. All the qualities needed to successfully navigate peer and other life pressures. Spirituality, a practice of respect for life, is also a reminder of home. It is the happy, healthy, and balanced child who can say, there is no place like home.